Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to H-Time. They get their work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, baby. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy it's Wednesday. Wednesday to all Everything of you. It feels a little bit different because nobody's working. Monday was Martin Luther King Day. Yep. There was playoff football on a Monday afternoon. Yeah. Everything is askew. These Saturday games are not have not been totally ingrained in me yet either. No. The Texans are in a much better routine than I am right now. We were in such a noon on Sunday routine. Kudos to CJ for making the point, too, that uh, you know noon is a... Noon's an, it's early to get out there for a football game. Yeah. Does CJ kind 16 of, of them. As yeah. CJ kind of softly coaxes everybody into the stadium a little bit earlier, he just drops these little hints here and there, and, and he acknowledges that, hey, it's hard to, get, hard to get in there by noon. Everybody wants to get up, and he didn't say this, but I'll say it. Everybody wants to get a little drink or two before right. they, before not everybody, but a lot of people want to get a drink or two in before they go in, yep. and it's tough. We got to start... We need to set a collective alarm clock for all season ticket holders. We should talk to the Texans about this. It could be you and me, uh, like uh, giving a phone call at six in the morning. Oh, get, to wake get everybody up? up and raring to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. A pep talk. A little pain and Pendergast. Yeah. Yeah. Just like thirty seconds in their ear. Just to, yeah, I like that idea. So I'm like, hey buddy, if they pay us. Hey to buddy, do how it. you doing? Yeah. It's game time. Game day. Yeah. Do you want to beat the Ravens? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I'm a little off kilter still. With it's all right. It's I was actually, I was, uh, I went to the, I went to the grocery store last night, the supermarket, the supermercado. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was actually, I was really surprised that it was like, uh, it felt like, it felt like COVID. End of days. There yeah. were like yeah. nine people in there. There was one entrance open, the security guard standing at the entrance. And I, I went and I bought a, a rotisserie chicken. And most uh, versatile food on the marketplace. It is. It's a amazing. rotisserie chicken. Absolutely. I bought a rotisserie chicken. I don't know how long it had been out there because everything looked a little desolate. I didn't check, uh, but I, it, it felt a lot like COVID. I got a little bit nostalgic. I was like, ah, times were simpler then. Yeah. As long as you ignored all the news, right. and you just, uh, you know, you got to or stick to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> times were simpler then. As long as you didn't watch the news or catch the virus. Well, it was. Uh, we were all COVID virgins for the most That's part. True. We were like. Oh, hope I never catch that. I certainly hope I don't catch it three times mm-hmm. <laughs> right. without without ever any clue how bad each version was going to be. Like it was, uh, hey, turns out I had COVID last week. Weird, yeah, right? Didn't sure. even know it. Next time I got it, I'm dying. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to die. How we feeling, man? How we feeling about this game? I feel actually, I, I, I said this last night. I did a little bit of a live stream on my YouTube because I had to, I had to cope a little bit. 
Yesterday during the show, some of our listeners, I think, were getting upset with me because they felt like I was being overly negative or just a little too... You're pumping the brakes a little bit, I was keeping things a little too real. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Yeah, let me explain my process. I'm getting ready for a game. Hey, this will be good. There's no way. I can't... I can't... Take it out of me. I was in the NFL too long. I spend the entire week building the opponent up in my mind, and uh, as a as a, a way to as a way to get you appropriately to get myself appropriately geared up for the game and to feel like I'm I'm going to war. And then the whole key is the old saying is you know like, prepare like it's war and then play like you're having fun, like you're having a game, you're playing a game. So all during the week you pretend you're preparing for war. And then on the weekends, you let loose and uh, let it fly. So that's how I am. Uh, and uh, it, like I think because, and I don't think I changed that from any opponent to the next, but I think because the Ravens are so genuinely good, people hear that and they think like, oh, I, I mean, multiple people yesterday say, well, Seth's saying we have no chance of winning the game. I'm like, where the hell are you getting that from? That's more of a, that's more of a reflection on your own personal feelings. As I'm telling, talking about how good the Ravens are, I just want you to appreciate how awesome it'll be if Deshaun Watson has another great game versus another really good defense the way he did versus the Browns. The the CJ Stroud, you mean? Uh, Him too. Yeah. yeah. But if Deshaun does it, it will be a miracle. Deshaun's busy getting the entire staff whacked up in Cleveland this morning. They did, didn't they? They whacked Alex Van Pelt and Stump Mitchell, their running back. Old Stumpy? Stumpy got... Stumpy got fired. He, uh, yeah. What do they call him? Stumpy. No, I think he, he was a very stout, uh, kind of low to the ground running short, back. Short, stout back guy. In the day. Okay. He was a running back for the Cardinals back okay. in the day. Yeah, Stump Mitchell. Um, so How old is he? He he was a running back back in the eighties. So probably I don't know. Like, R.I.P. Stumpy. Our age. Yeah, yeah. So he's dead now. No, no, no. He just got fired. Oh, I thought they yeah. killed everybody. No, no, no. Oh, they they, oh, they metaphorically right. I they whacked. No, they, no. Deshaun didn't order that, as yeah. far as we know. Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, so they every the entire offensive staff except for Kevin Stefanski, who is the <laughs> de facto yeah. offensive. I don't know about the entire staff, but the OC and a couple others. Yeah, okay. yeah. The OC so was the big one. Van, Alex Pelt, Van Pelt. The old remember Van, wasn't Van Pelt the one that Aaron Rodgers got all hissy about them firing him without he, without his being he, yeah <laughs> a consultant. You on know the what matter? that tells me? Alex Van Pelt is fun because Tells me Alex Van Pelt's going to end up in New York now. Maybe, too. maybe. Yeah. yeah. A little QB coach action. So back to the Raven. I think what doesn't do you any justice either does you a disservice probably in terms of your process during the week Yeah, where you start off very serious about things, you know, kind of downplaying our, our ability to win the game and then yeah. building to something. Yeah. You are hosting a show with somebody who's massively delusional about this. You are, stuff. you are. You're very, uh, you're a prisoner of the moment at times. Big yeah. Time. Big no, time. but it, no, but I, I, I was thinking about it after the game, though, too, because I, one thing I hate is, or after the show yesterday, one thing I do hate is when people take like whole season stats and act like, okay, that's the team as it is now. Cause we know, like, look at the Eagles. The Eagles are the perfect example. Look at the record, look at uh, everything else. And man, they were certainly not a good football team by the end of the year. And I think with the, with the the Texans, the hard part is, I think that they did some massively good things this year. Uh, obviously, CJ did some incredible things as a rookie quarterback. But I look at like the total effectiveness of the offense. The things that still concern me are the the running game when it really matters and the red zone offense. You know, can you score touchdowns? Because those are nice, and that's where. Over the last few games, CJ has been really, really good. Um, the offense hasn't not been like high powered, but the biggest thing is that CJ is still avoiding turnovers 
Um, the only notable one that I think where he got lucky was that first throw to Noah Brown yeah. in the last game. That's it. So, like, yeah, you don't you don't have to be the greatest show on turf. It just has to be that CJ CJ basically with the offense that's around him really has to be almost perfect because they they really can't rely on like massive plays made from like with their own physical ability from anybody other than really Nico and CJ. Like everything else is getting people Process. in the right position to make yeah. plays. Yeah. Yeah. I that that's the big thing to me right now is the best version of C.J. Stroud is the last two games. Yeah. He's perfect is the word. I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, man, the Noah Brown throw came to mind. And other than that, I can't think of a, I can't think of a, like a bad decision he's made. Yeah. I can't really think of a bad throw that he's made. You know, like there's been incompletions and that that'll happen. Um, but he's been back for three games. I thought the Tennessee game, he was really good. He was getting his legs back underneath him. They weren't good in the red zone. They kicked a bunch of field goals that game. Um, but the um, the last two games have been about the equivalent of a Major League Baseball pitcher coming in and pitching two perfect games. Yeah, he, yeah. Considering the weapons around him, there's no Tank Dell out there. That's the only thing. I say that's the only thing they're not getting. They were getting early in the year. Chunk plays, but they had a 76-yard touchdown, a 37-yard <laughs> touchdown. Nico had a couple big plays in that game. So they're, they're figuring it out. And I think to me... That's why I feel like, okay, they've got a real shot in Baltimore is the most important guy is playing his best football right now, yeah. C.J. Stroud. Yeah, and that's where, um, like, and I'll do credit to Brevin Jordan, and he turned down the Jets, but he also, remember on that, and that play was wide open. And you know what? Brevin Jordan did a really good job on that. They pointed it out on the broadcast, but I just want to reiterate it. He did a really good job of selling that he was blocking. That's a George Kittle thing. George Kittle does an awesome job of staying in a beat later blocking than most tight ends feel comfortable. Most tight ends I get, they're like, they're like, uh, they're, they're like a teenage boy at a dance. He gets a little too excited, a little too quickly. Um, like Kittle and Brevin Jordan in those instances, they really, they, they stay in one beat later. And then that convinced, like in that case, uh, Usu Koromora yep. that like, oh, wow, I'm such a good pass rusher that this tight end's staying in to block me. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and rush the quarterback. And then off he went. So I credit him for that. But the the playmaking part of it was, again, that that play action got it to where he had to beat one tackle. There was some good blocking. But then he had to outrun linebackers. There were no defensive backs in position to make a play or anything um, because everything was executed perfectly. So... Uh, the thing I can, and then defensively, this is where this is where I get really intrigued. Is that the Texans linebackers? They've shown the ability in certain games to be really, really dialed in and to have their run pass keys just about perfect at times. And and they've looked great in coverage in those instances. They don't bite on play action, but when it doesn't work that's when it gets really ugly. The Texans are one of the worst teams in the league at letting up chunk plays on play action. So a lot of it this week, I think they will benefit from having seen the Ravens already. Even though the offense has changed a lot, there's something about seeing it at field level that that just changes things. And in the reads can be that much quicker. I think that's that helped them versus the Browns. Uh, we I think it helped them versus the Colts. Like all those things, even though Colts, I know they let up a, a bunch in the run, but the pass game was okay. Uh, the linebackers. So like the the linebackers this week are a huge, huge, huge key factor. I think even just having been in, especially for the young guys, having just been in that stadium earlier this year is yeah. going to help. Just like a the probably 
there was probably more anxiety going into that game than any other game this year. You know, for, for the young guys going into Baltimore in week one, that that's not an unfamiliar surrounding for them will probably help a little bit incrementally for the Texans. Do you, do you remember what Nick Casario told us about that place? About Baltimore? I don't. About what, one of the reasons it's a hard place to play. Is it the fans oh, yeah, aggressively harass like the coaches in the in the, the in the box? There's in the a press box. proximity in there is yeah. super close to the so fans. Like turning around yeah. and harassing people. Yeah. Like they make it they make it really, really hard. I don't know, as a player, I always loved playing there. Baltimore. Yeah, that yeah. felt like almost because I didn't play in a, in a in a big time college atmosphere, I liked it because it felt a little bit like a college atmosphere. They have a huge band, and they would have like they they had male cheerleaders, so it was cool because they could do all this stuff that I don't think they're allowed by law to do in the college kids. They're like launching these women; it looked like thirty feet in the air. I'd be like looking at it like a kid at a circus, like my That's what God, it's there for. Ma- Mama, I ain't never seen something like this <laughs> they're, before. They're, they're did you there. see that? Did you see that fella launch that lady into the stratosphere? They're there to distract the easily distracted <laughs> players. That's great. Like, why is the nose tackle standing erect, staring at the sideline? People. <laughs> All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Uh, on a uh, on a Wednesday, John McClain joins us today in the uh, in the eight o'clock hour. All right, up next, um, we'll hear from C.J. Stroud bumping in on what uh, how excited he is for a chance to get the Texans to the AFC title game. D'Amico Ryan's had some really cool stuff yesterday on instilling the culture and the mindset with this team and where that came from for him. Really good stuff from the Texans head coach that we've got for you. We'll do headlines. At 645, a lot of headlines to get to today, Texans and otherwise. That is next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Pain and Pendergast. That's not my thought process or our teams. You know, we're just doing our job. We don't really pay attention to what people say. It's not uh, up to them on what goes on on the field. So um, it's really just up to us to go out there and do our jobs. Um, and we, we, we believe in ourselves and we, we trust in ourselves to, to win games and, and hopefully win this game. You know, we, we have complete confidence in ourselves. So um, we're not really worried about what everybody else got to say. The question there was, you know, you're kind of playing with house money. Everybody oh, feels right, yeah. like, yeah. I was surprised by that question. Uh, I, I thought it was a good enough question, but I was just a little bit surprised by um, 
He asked if if does it feel like people are saying you're playing with house money because nobody expected to be here. Uh, does that maybe take the pressure off a little bit? Oh, I, and I guess there's no possible way for CJ to answer that other than to say no. Um, yeah, I, you know, other than I guess he could say like, you know what, we're just we're enjoying the ride. Uh, there's different ways he could have answered it, but if he had said like, yeah. We do feel like we're playing with house money, and who cares if we lose? Uh, that would not have. Been that would have got though. a headline, yeah. And I yeah, guess come on, CJ, more headlines. They've been, they've been. CJ gets hit with some form of nobody believes in you. It feels like every game they're an underdog in. Yeah, you know, and so he's. It's going to be the same. I'm not begrudging whoever asked the question. You know, it's because they are they're a huge underdog this weekend. They're they're a nine and a half point underdog, but we know what the answer is going to be. And and I and I believe. Here's the thing. I believe the answer. I believe they don't listen to a lot of the stuff that's out there or try to not listen to it. Uh, you'd have to really seek out like uh, like hatred for CJ right now. Yeah. I, every press conference, he gets asked a question about dealing with the haters and everything. And I'm like, I, all right, I guess like Stephen A saying that rookies don't do well in the playoffs doesn't if cj thinks that's hate uh we're screwed moving forward right that's, so so when, i think he's honest data. when he answers like he doesn't really hear a lot of it or yeah. anything you know here's cj stroud on the chance to take the texans where they've never been before the afc title game uh yeah i mean right now we're focused on going one and no this week uh we'll, we'll figure it out after that you know i mean i'm, I'm not really focused on after that right? it, it's all about going one and no and and trying to do as best as we can in this game Trying to beat the Baltimore Ravens. That's it. One one mission, beat the Baltimore Ravens. Um, it's interesting, just looking at the playoffs as a whole, I was thinking about that this morning, the AFC and the NFC. Yeah. Because this is a – I think C.J. Stroud versus Lamar Jackson is a sexy matchup for people on ESPN and the talk shows and things like that. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the, the soon-to-be two-time MVP versus the landslide offensive rookie of the year this year. The AFC – I think you can make an argument that if you took a poll of people like stack ranking quarterbacks that the that the AFC certainly has the four best remaining quarterbacks and maybe the four best quarterbacks that have had the in football this year some form of it like the four the four quarterbacks still left playing in the AFC I don't think you get past 6 or 7 in a poll of power ranking the quarterbacks for this season with Lamar Jackson, CJ Stroud, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in some order. And then in the NFC it's kind of interesting because it's all a bunch of guys who've been either disrespected or discarded or underrated. Or I mean, you've got Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy versus the dude who sat behind Aaron Rodgers for three years. Mm-hmm. And then you've got two former number one overall picks who are on Jared Goff discarded to a second team as an afterthought. And Baker Mayfield's on his fourth team. In a year, <laughs> you know, in a year and a half. Right, he right. He was on Cleveland at and the end of 2021. I, I think Baker Mayfield might be the perfect example where, and, and again, it's not like the Bucks had a great offense this year or anything. So it's not like all of a sudden Baker Mayfield is is, is going to be all pro next season if he sticks around. He does have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans for now. And I think that one thing that's happening in the NFL, the kind of the subtle shift over the last couple of years is – People are realizing, okay, with the new rules and way everything has evolved, man, wide receivers are really, really, really worth the money because look at what you can do. You can take a guy like Tua Tungavailoa and all of a sudden make him look like he might be. People are argue, people are arguing for him for the MVP in the first half of the season, uh, and it, and it wasn't because Tua got that much better. It's because he has really good receivers and a, a good enough offensive coordinator doing some fun stuff. And I, I think with a lot of these guys. That's where it's probably better for the league that I don't think you need to have 
an awesome, awesome all-time quarterback to compete for a Super Bowl anymore. The other really good thing, though, is that I think that if you do have a guy like like C.J. Stroud is going to be, I think, it, it still gives you that much more of an edge. Because you're going to be out there playing against teams that can get by with a, a mediocre quarterback and utilizing the newest like good wide receivers and all the new rules to their advantage, but it still doesn't genuinely replace the, the power of a, a genuinely good quarterback. Yeah. I've fantasized about next season. I don't want to get too far down the weeds with that because we got Baltimore on Saturday. But if they went out and got – because I think, you know, if Tank's healthy, you got Nico. If they went and got one more, like, plus weapon like that, one more weapon that CJ doesn't yeah. need to elevate, that elev- that that like Nico – I think Nico and Tank are plus players. that They elevate an offense. It's not CJ taking – like, they're super talented football players that have cheat code aspects. Then, boy, if they got one more guy – then you are talking about like greatest show on turf type stuff. Yeah. In a year two, CJ yeah, Stroud yeah. With, a, with a third weapon. They out are there. Now, the big thing about the Texans for the offseason is the they've got a bunch of cap space, but it's a little bit of an illusion because they have so many guys on one and two year contracts we'll that something needs to be done about a lot of these guys on one year contracts. But they do have a boatload of space over the next few years. So that part is real. So when you're starting to sign, when you're starting to if you if you try to a, resign your own guys that are good, but also B, if you do bring in one or two guys, you've got plenty of room to do whatever you want. You know, you don't want to go hog wild and spend like a, a lottery winner or something. I'm looking at power rankings from NFL.com for quarterbacks a week ago. So yep. mind you, this was before Dak Prescott <laughs> did whatever he did in the Poop playoffs the bed. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's had some curious... It's like Dak Prescott's awesome, except well, when he's not, and he's been just horrendous when he's not being awesome. And presumably before CJ yeah. tore the backside out of the Cleveland Browns. So Lamar Jackson was number one. Okay. Dak Prescott, Josh Allen. Dak Prescott was two. Yeah, not I, I, I know it shouldn't. Hey, this is a regular season award. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stafford, number four. Tua Tungavailoa, number five. See, I don't, I'm already aware with Tungavailoa, I don't. I don't see that one bit, like putting him over they Stroud. They could move on from him. Yeah. So Jared Groff, Jared Goff, then Brock Purdy, then Stroud was eighth. So I yes, like half the guys in front of him, I'm like, I would take CJ in a heartbeat. They got ahead of Jared Goff. Pat Mahomes nine. Have this you, is more of a season grade I guess, than, uh, than I guess. anything else. Like, yeah. Dude, I saw Jared Goff's numbers under pressure. I'm like, okay, well, I guess if the pocket's clean for the entire playoffs, you're gonna be fine with Jared Goff. Yeah. But the game where they start to put a pass rush on him. You know, like, I, boy, I sure hope San Francisco plays Jared Goff in the NFC title game so I can make a ton of money fading the, the Detroit Lions. Pat Mahomes is going to be a fun watch through the playoffs. And uh, just a first road game. First road game that he's ever played in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah. Other than, I I mean, the Super Bowl is a road game. Yeah, yeah, true road game. Yeah. Like, hostile environment. He played a Super Bowl, like, where it was a genuine road game environment. Well, not really. I mean, they played it in Tampa. Oh, COVID But it wasn't, but yeah. And he lost by three touchdowns. The crowd wasn't a factor. Yeah, no, 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 no. But but this will be, Pat Mahomes, I think, has played 15 playoff games, all of them at home. That's crazy. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Um, here was D'Amico Ryans on instilling the relentless mindset with the Houston Texans. For me, I, I always wanted the team to just play uh, football how I see football, right? How I think it should be played. And I think football should be played with passion. I think it should be played with energy. And I think like when you get the opportunity to do it, you should give everything you have to the game because you don't know when your last play will be. Right? You don't know when it's your last season. So it's just about... Just selling out all the efforts you can can possibly give, you do that, 
right? And you take advantage of each and every day that you get the opportunity to suit up and play this game because it's a privilege to be able to play this game. And guys are truly blessed to be the athletes that they are, to be able to take the physical pounding at this game. Uh, it'll tax you, right? And I think that for me and my mindset of how I play the game and have fun, give it everything you have, and just own each and every moment that you have. And I like where our team is right now. The way we play, we finish the right way. We we play with great effort, right? And we enjoy playing with each other, right? We enjoy seeing our brothers make plays. We enjoy the success of others. And that's how I truly believe the game should be played. You know who I think uh, maybe has had the best benefit from CJ or from D'Amico Ryans? Uh, Laramie Tunsil. If you're talking about mindset, and uh, like maybe a grittiness where Laramie Laramie's always been uh, kind of a svelte and smooth and very athletic and technically skilled athlete, uh, but not necessarily uh, not necessarily like a, a pipe carrying, you know, down Seem- on the docks, beat somebody right, up. He's type seemingly of, a little laid back. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, and, well, okay. Like how willing is he to play through injury? There've always been questions about that. I think, I, I think, He's had his Roger Dorn moment. I think uh, Corbin Burnson's character, yeah, the Major shortstop League. in Major League, yeah. where all of a sudden I think I think all of a sudden he's willing to take a, a grounder to the face. You know, like he's uh, he's willing to go out there and get out get up in the muck. I think that I think the environment has changed to the point where he's a he's more of a blue collar player hey now. Man, he went in the tent, came out of the tent, went back in the game on Saturday. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's played through a lot of injuries all year yeah, long. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. That's a good. He's one. gone from mysterious wrist ailment. To uh, <laughs> under David Cully, like nobody knows well, exactly what's going on, and that's where and David Cully's an extreme example of what I'm about to say in terms of being the opposite of D'Amico Ryan's. This is where, and I'm not saying you have to be a former NFL player to instill the culture or the mindset that D'Amico's talking yeah. about, because there's very you know the, the the vast majority of head coaches didn't play in the NFL, right, right. right. But I would imagine, especially because D'Amico is a fairly recent player. By head coaching standards, he's not even forty yet. Yeah, that when it comes time for him to preach this mindset, it's it's a much more believable, tenable well, message. I mean, you can go to YouTube, YouTube and watch helps, D'Amico. Yeah, yeah like that's, that's what's a great saying. thing about YouTube or the bad thing, depending on what your track record is. Like they, these kids are all gonna these kids, these players all you know when they find out D'Amico's gonna be a coach, they they look him up and they watch videos and they can see what he was as a player. But he 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 walked what he's talking yeah. right now, yeah. you know. Well, and he looks. That's the other thing about the new looks age. Like he can still do it. Yeah, the new age of NFL coaches. There's way more guys that look like they're uh, like they could play. Yeah, or at the very least, they're fit. That was one thing I noticed when the 49 came to have a combined practice with the Texans the first time. It was when D'Amico, so it would have been like four or five years ago. I can remember it was D'Amico's first year as a coach. And I remember thinking like, these guys, like this this 49, if this 49ers coaching staff had to Fight. like battle out the, yeah, if it was one of those things Texans like where they decide like, yeah, we'll die. Yeah. Dude, Mike Devlin would have been gassed Dude, in the single first warfare seconds. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It oh. was, uh, I was like, man, these guys are put together. Like they look like they could be, they look like they could be players. You I know? sure hope they don't pass a rule where overtime is just the two coaching staffs fighting each other in the middle of the field. That'd be Game awesome. of Thrones style. I know. How much fun would that be? I like the, the rundowns of the overtime rules generally i just looked it up briefly a couple articles and they all said just like there's two over two 15 minute overtime periods but then with no explanation of what comes after that probably just sudden death after that i don't know yeah I don't I'm know not what sure. the, well it is sudden death it's still sudden death yeah 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 it's sudden death the whole time so i guess they just keep, just keep going, going sudden yeah, death until keep going. somebody keep going um one more from D'Amico 
this I thought this was a cool little anecdote from D'Amico. They somebody there was somebody who followed up the previous answer you heard with where did that mindset get instilled with you along the way? No, <laughs> uh, I think well it instilled in where I got that mindset was in in high school. Right, everybody as a young athlete, you're trying to get a scholarship to college and you want to be seen and you want to you know make it in college football. And so I had a coach. That told me, like, hey, if you want to make it, you had to make sure you show up around the football every single snap. So that effort, that mindset, show up with great energy. And the coach told me that. It was like, okay, I got to go. I know I wanted to go play college football. And to do that, what I, what I learned from him was, hey, you got to play with, with tremendous effort every single snap so you can show up and look different. You got to look special. When they cut the tape on, are you are you special or are you just fitting in? Are you just another player out there? So that always resonated with me. Like, man, when you suit up, you got to do something that's different, do something that others aren't willing to do. A lot of people aren't, aren't willing to run, play with great effort, play as physical as they can play every single snap. People aren't willing to do that. So when you do it and when you have an entire team that does it, it jumps off the tape and people all around the league truly respect what you do. Yeah. I mean, that's a completely true. Like that whole swarm mentality. And it's one of those things. It's like coaching a, the a full court press in basketball. It's easily said, uh, but it takes a whole lot of driving at home every single play. The big thing about that too, is like, um, that's where, that's where D'Amico is positive. He is, as he is. There's also a certain amount of built-in shaming that goes on there because like when you're watching film as a defense and somebody's loafing, like it sticks out like a sore thumb, and you got to be sure that everybody sees that that guy's loafing. <laughs> so you don't have to say much; like that's just embarrassing, you know. When they see everybody else flying, and 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 you're if you're the one that's just kind of lollygagging along, if you're built of the right kind of stuff, then you change. The guys that aren't built of the right kind of stuff, you get you get them the hell out of there. But this is that kind of defense. the The difference though too is. I think of like, this is what you'd hope. Like Dan Quinn's defense with the Cowboys this year, they fly around. Like they always, Dan Quinn defenses fly around and they, they play hard. They make splash plays behind the line of scrimmage. But ultimately, the problem with the Cowboys defense this year, as good as they are and as many playmakers as they have, is that they really, they struggled to come up with stops when they needed to make stops. And it always reminds me of like, in some ways, like the Mori era team, the Daryl Mori era teams where you rack up all these regular season stats, but ultimately like when you're playing against a good team, all right, all that stuff helps you stay in a game until the final two minutes. And then you need to come up with a stop. It's not like your regular season defensive stats, your steals, your scoring percentages on offense, all of that. It's awesome until you absolutely have to have a bucket or you have to have a stop. And I think the Cowboys just are constructed like a defense that can come up with a stop when they need a stop or to mm. play against a really good team in the playoffs. I think D'Amico, the big difference with D'Amico and other teams that fly around a lot is that he also understands exactly where the physical element needs to be played. And that's why they got so much better at stopping the run over the course of the season. Um, it's a hard blend to balance because stopping the run sometimes, it's a lot more than just like, flying around and making plays. Sometimes there's a lot of sacrifice involved. Sure. You got defensive linemen got to just know how to occupy two people. Um, that's where the real challenge comes in is this becomes is it goes from being like, it's now an above average defense to take that next step 
Like that's where D'Amico's psychology really comes into it. Micah Harden. That's what I just heard just now. Micah Harden. Micah yeah. Harden. <laughs> Micah Harden. Well, he's already tinting about how he wants to leave. Micah yeah. Harden. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you. We'll get into headlines next. We've got Texans headline. Boy, we have a bad Astros headline in the next segment um, for you and a whole lot more. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. All right, let's get to it. Headlines, Texans, a um, couple headlines here. Bobby Slowick has had um, another request for permission to speak to him about their head coaching job, and it's the Seattle Seahawks. By my count, this is at least five jobs, at least five organizations, Seth, that have requested permission to speak to Bobby Slowick. I know yeah. Atlanta has and Carolina has, Washington. Uh, this is what makes me feel better. I hadn't quite realized when Jim Harbaugh went to go to talk to the Chargers that they've already they've already interviewed like eight other people. Oh, really? Yeah. Have they announced them? I'm not really. I haven't made a big deal out of it. Okay. Yeah. Unless the article, uh, unless the article stated it wrong and said that they had just requested interviews from all those people. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, Chargers requested, I think, Slowick as well. I think I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I know the Panthers have. At any rate, so have the Seahawks. This is what you need to know. You don't need the whole list of teams. Just know that Bobby Slowick is. He might be at least in terms of, at least in terms of interview requests and yeah. odds board buzz. He might be the top coordinator on the market right now. I, oh, yeah. I coordinator. Think, I mean, for odds board like buzz, Like non-Harbaugh, yeah. non-Belichick. Well, yeah, and I do candidate. wonder, too, like, this is where I, some of this has gone pretty far under the radar. Like, with the Chargers, they've they've already interviewed Leslie. Um, they, they have interviewed, according to this article, Leslie Frazier, mm-hmm. uh, Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator for the Ravens, yeah. Todd Monken, uh, Steve Wilkes. So, Todd Monken, the Ravens offensive coordinator, this might, okay, if those guys are already doing interviews, and they had a bye week this week, oh, yeah. hmm, that's a that's a very good point, Sean. Thank you. Yeah, 
I was hoping for distraction of some sort. <laughs> They're not allowed to. I mean, it's, I mean it is, I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> no in-person interviews allowed until after the divisional round. Until this, this coming Monday, yeah. Yeah. So yep. I, maybe there was some. Maybe Bobby Slowick has said. Uh, maybe he's given the stiff arm, which is in itself a good sign. Because right now, if you really want that job. There's probably a part of you that's thinking like, boy, they're already, I mean, these two guys that I'm facing this week, Todd Monken and Todd Monken, the offensive coordinator for the Ravens has already interviewed with the Chargers and Justin Herbert's just sitting out there all alone with no quarterbacks, coach or offensive coordinator. That is kind of fun though. Like that, that's a fun little subplot to this game is my, I think Mike McDonald is a sought after candidate this time around. I think defensive candidates are getting back into being in the mix. Thanks to guys like D'Amico Ryans. Um, so McDonald versus Slowick is a nice little uh, McDonald versus potential Slowick. head coaching battle yes. going on. And you know what? Well, we missed out on talking about this just last week because, you know, Shane Steichen faced off against D'Amico Ryans last year. Yep. Didn't go so hot for D'Amico, but not. there were extenuating circumstances. Yes. The 49ers were playing their fourth string quarterback yeah. uh, by by one point in the game. The he whole got game injured. Slid so into then their the third Brock Purdy came in who couldn't feel his throwing hand. Right. It tends to be an issue. So quarter felt he was yes. playing the stranger with a yeah. with a football, and it, so yeah. But there is a little bit of a subplot there. So uh, I I think that the distraction. I like. I always feel like the distraction stuff is overblown. I do think for Bobby, I wonder if given the way he's wired and everything, if he's one of these rare people who can genuinely just kind of compartmentalize and think like, no, this wasn't part of my plan. I'm not going to think about the. I'm not thinking about the tens of millions of dollars that I might be missing out on. I just, I want to prove myself as an offensive coordinator. I mean, it might be, there are those people who exist, you know, uh, they, uh, Ben Johnson did it up with Minnesota. He pulled himself out of the race because uh, he wanted to come back for one in more Detroit. year. Detroit, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, if you have confidence in yourself and you think you got a good thing going, you probably feel like, look, yeah, that'll be nice, but I can delay gratification for a while and uh, like, and, and, Get a really good job next year. Let's just look at the evidence. Bobby Slowick was awesome against the best defense in football on Saturday. Yeah. He does not appear to be distracted by what's going on with him career-wise right now. He called a great game. He called a great game. Yeah. Uh, D'Amico Ryans himself had pulled himself out of the race the year before. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if just having that example of having D'Amico having pulled himself out of the race and seeing how well it's worked out for D'Amico, obviously, yeah. makes it a little bit easier just to be like, oh, I'm going to bide my time. That's a good point. I have our time sometimes, Sean. Uh, I'm not somebody who majors in delayed gratification. <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah, so... <laughs> I, my credit card I, statements. I, I always try to... It's really hard for me to empathize with those people yeah. that I'm so jealous of who can totally delay gratification. You know, so... and I, But I know they exist. I have them in my life. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Yes. And yet I never can quite get myself in that mindset plate. of like... Like, wait, but how do you just not think about the fact that you could be dead tomorrow? So just do it today. That's Why don't right. you just, just do it? Why don't you just do it? Yeah. We will um we'll get to we'll get to uh, the Texans at the top of the hour. Um some awesome stuff on CJ Stroud yesterday by some recent opponents of his that we'll get to at the top of the hour. Texans, by the way, call Steven Sims up to the 53-man roster to replace Noah Brown. So that's the one roster. Oh, we're in headlines yesterday. We're in headlines. That's Stop okay. letting me pontificate. That's you okay. know about my delayed gratification. <laughs> I issues. know. I know. It's, my, it's so me. gratifying that's to talk me. about it. I got some bad Astros news for you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I've been putting that off. Usually, when you like instant gratification, you also like to put off bad news. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the bad news. Kendall Graveman had right shoulder surgery, and he's going to miss the 2024 season. This is an issue on two fronts for the Astros. Three, if you count the fact that they traded 
for Kendall Graveman last year. So you gave something up for a version of Kendall Graveman that was not as good or available as the yeah. one you traded for in 2021. Um, this is the issue with Kendall Graveman. One, your bullpen is already thin. They've done nothing to address the bullpen in the offseason so far. Two, you're going to be paying him $8 bucks to do nothing in 2024. And for a team that is clearly managing its business as yeah. if the competitive balance tax is some sort of salary cap, sinking $8 bucks into a reliever who's not going to throw a single pitch for you this year, not a great way to start off 2024. It's tough. He's, had a, he's going to be one of these guys that, you know, sometime 10 years in the future, it'll, uh, it could go either way whether you have fond memories or not. Because he helped you get to a World Series, um, but then like this last go around, one is good. Has well, he had like twenty appearances or so last year, and now he's going to miss this entire season. Yeah. So um, it'll be it's a it's a work in progress. Hey, um, quick sidebar: I saw this news yesterday because Mark Berman tweeted it. I think Mark Berman is beginning to miss working. He he had been vehement that he was going to stay retired. He's getting a little I'm bit more unplug. active. Yeah, yeah, like he didn't break the news. Like the Astros sent out a press release about yeah. this. But he basically just regurgitated the press release on his Twitter timeline. Maybe he'll be an aggregator. After being a guy that used be to be, he used to be the guy that was always out there getting the primary news. Now maybe he'll just sit and in re- his version of retirement will be like, oh, I'm going to let all these other people do the work and I'm just going to aggregate. And the thing is, he's still going to get credit for like 50% of it. Yeah. He'll be like, yeah. Because everybody thinks well, that's he's what, breaking news. Like what Florio does with people. Like Florio will take somebody or uh, actually kind of what we do sometimes with Florio. If we're being lazy, you'll be like, yeah, Florio, so Florio dot, said dot, it. Dot, like, dot. And you realize like, oh no, some like. Some hardworking dude from Minnesota actually got that story, right. and I just gave Florio more. Berman was an actual newsbreaker yeah, back in the day. Yeah. That might that so might be the Berman. I, that could be that. I he mean, he makes really, some money doing I don't that think, too. Berman might be a guy who realizes, like, oh, okay, I need to work a little bit all the time to yeah. be happy. There's he may, a, maybe he just needed are, a break. Yeah, people are wired differently. Yeah. God bless you if you if you can enjoy retirement, but some people just like they like they genuinely like working. Yep. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I miss that. <laughs> Hey, do you realize what's... Uh, hey, uh, CJ, CJ, uh, D'Amico just said blah, 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 blah about we, you. What do you think about that? We do don't have that? a clue how any of these moments have felt right. for people. Hey, there's just how no, has somebody a, not uh, filled the void of how people feel that Mark we, Berman we left behind? zero clue whether somebody thinks a moment was special or not. Right. And how special it was. Yes. What yes. How are some of you not asking these questions out of homage to Mark Berman, if nothing else? <laughs> All right, um, Mike Tomlin will be back with the Steelers in 2024. Jerry Jones not doing any radio this week, so that's leading to all sort of speculation about Mike McCarthy. Cleveland, the Browns whacked their OC this morning. So, so that was a, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going. That's on. Alex Van Pelt, who I always, I always just I get such a tickle out of him being an offensive coordinator for so long because he was a guy who notoriously, when pressed into duty for the Buffalo Bills, admitted that he really didn't know the game plan that yeah. well after the game. I'm like, good stuff. I love it. I think that in a little bit, it's kind of like when, you know, like a drug counselor, sometimes it it helps if they're actually recovering addicts because they've been there, you know? Uh, Like, I feel like he's that version. He's a drug counselor for errant quarterbacks. What's it like going against C.J. Stroud in a must-have game? Two of his former opponents, you're going to love the fact that this guy is your quarterback after you hear two opponents of his from the last couple weeks talk about what it's like going against C.J. Stroud. That is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.